everyone, Luis DeLeon here. I'm back with Michelle Sanchez, but not fully, of course. We're continuing to try and social distance, so you guys might be able to hear some of the outdoor ambience around us. We are in a courtyard in my apartment complex, so luckily they have this beautiful little, like, stone area where, like, there's this circular table. So I just set up out here. I have some wipes literally separating Michelle and I. We have our masks on, so if my voice sounds a little muffled, sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, we're a good distance away from each other with our masks on. I'm uh, lounging here in a camping chair and uh, it's a good time. And so, you know, as Texas begins to reopen back up their businesses, Michelle and I thought it'd be a nice chance to at least socially distant record an episode. And speaking of Michelle, hello, it's been so long. How are you? <laughs> it's been too long. I miss you and I miss soccer and I miss the whole just interviewing people and talking to people, really. I'm such a social butterfly. Yeah, and so, I mean, it's, 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 it's been crazy. And I'm sure, you know, a lot of the players on the pitch over in Germany are a little bit social usually, too, because they have games to play every week. So they've been playing in Bundesliga with uh, no fans. I'm not sure if you guys have been seeing that. Gosh, you know, from what I can analyze at the end there, it almost looks like business as usual when they're walking off the field, which I found was very interesting. Some people have masks, some don't, but they're really a lot of the social distancing on the benches and things like that, all that being enacted. So I don't know how you felt about For watching sure. that. And they've also taken the measures to test them. Uh, I think it's like twice a week and yeah. make sure they're not feeling any type of, you know, they have a temperature check and all that. Um, Continuous is, testing, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting, not soccer related. I actually watched my first sporting event via ESPN Plus. What um, was that? UFC 249. Uh, that was <laughs> such an exciting weekend because sports we're finally back and, mm -hmm. and I know a lot of people were very critical about that but it was really nice to feel some type of normalcy but anyways not soccer related it's really nice to have soccer back Bundesliga English Premier League they finally voted on bringing it back and started training this week and so hopefully they're gonna try to get up and running in June Liga MX announced they're scrapping things um well we're gonna have uh some more Austin FC updates. Just a few things to talk about a little bit after uh, Michelle's interview here. But uh, we were talking a little bit before, and one thing that has remained constant is that construction over there here in North Austin. For those of you that don't know, I live in uh, near the Arboretum area, in between the Arboretum and the Domain area up in North Austin. And so every day when I leave my apartment to go to a shoot or something like that, to go report and things like that, I always have to take 360. And I can see the cranes, I can see the shell, I can see the roofing on the top, like clear as day now. It used to be just a couple cranes in the distance, and now I don't even have to, I don't even have to drive all the way to Burnett Road, <laughs> all the way to Burnett Road. I don't have to drive over to Burnett Road and, uh, uh, you know, check it out and everything. I do once in a while, because it's fun. There's a nice uh, parking lot back there uh, with a couple of businesses and things like that, so I'll just maybe do a quick pullover, but... um. Yeah, it's been that's my view. Every time I go, where what's what's your view like anytime that you get to see the stadium? Yeah, every time I get to see the stadium, I see how fast it's progressing. I work right behind it, so when I need to take a break or when I want to take a break, I just walk out there and look at the seats and I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to be there sitting there." I was gonna, so like you, you see like the bleachers when they finally got built in. So same with the stairs. As soon as I saw the like the legit like concrete laid down for it, I went, "Oh man, those are it." <laughs> look at that. It's like you, you don't even see it until you just go and stop and 
It's really exciting, more. and um, you know, you just have something to look forward to. So it brings a little hope there as well. And I always think of you know the top rim. You know, has really like European style. I, I always the um, Champions League song always pops into my head. Lord, I'm listening to the Champions League song that pops into your head. I, I love it. It's just like. <laughs> I, I feel that though. That's like so. Yeah, no, I feel that. That's that's funny. That's funny. Well, hey, um, we have a. This is a very like interesting interview. Something that we haven't really done, but I've been waiting to do some real good like journalism work on your end, just by like reaching out to someone random but not random who didn't end up being so random, right? You you tell us a story. You were pretty much. Yeah. scouting people you were pretty much a scout right there looking for for players for the team right <laughs> i think i'm in the wrong business guys <laughs> so i went to a indoor soccer game to support a few friends when was that how long ago was that it? was maybe about in january in january okay yes and so there's this indoor soccer club austin power and there's just like a bunch of teams women's and men's and so there's this guy jacob powell super good with the ball and I just really wanted to know more a little bit about him so I reached out um, he you could say you could tell that on the field or indoor soccer field he's really a leader goal scorer very aggressive um, but I just kind of wanted to know a little bit more about his story I ended up finding out a bunch of things he competed in the Nike um, Nike camps right he was, exactly he was that, yeah. yeah and he was picked one of the top players um and other than the fact that you you met him here right he has a austin aztecs connection does austin he not? aztecs connection you know and and i mentioned in the interview we must have uh missed each other but it was really good he has a really cool story and he's doing some really cool things mm-hmm. in the austin community when it comes to soccer so. yeah guys michelle interned uh for the austin aztecs years back so i guess you guys must have at least just once missed each other or something like that yeah. you guys enjoy the interview Passing you by like the cars in the Thanks for tuning in, guys. I have today a special guest. His name is Jacob Powell. I don't know him personally, but I have seen him play indoor soccer, and I was very impressed, Jacob, with your skills on the field. Um, I don't really know much about you, but I know that you're super involved in the soccer community here in Austin. So if you don't mind telling our listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Well, my name is Jacob Powell, obviously, like Michelle said, and uh, I've been born and raised here in Austin, played soccer since I was eight, so almost, uh, I don't want to say like officially 20 years, but almost 20 years on and off, and um, yeah, I've just uh, basically played my whole life. I played club growing up and went to uh, Costa Rica to play for a bit and did just some other things here and there and won a... um, won this competition in 2012. It was called Nike to Champ, and that's kind of when everything, you know, started for me. And since then, been trying to be a little more involved in the uh, Austin community and helping uh, develop uh, the younger generation and things like that, trying to get to the next level. Okay, I-, I need to stop you because I feel like you went through everything so quickly. So I'm also from Austin. I also played. Uh, soccer here but what leagues I'm really interested in how you actually developed uh, what leagues were you involved in 
Um, well, I've been, I started uh, club at the time, I think it was like uh, D1, uh, Division 1 is what we called it, and then there was like Super 2 and all that, so I started with that, and then um, uh, played through high school, didn't play in college, uh, but then I played PDL with the Austin Aztecs uh, when they first came back, and then um, when they went to the professional level, that's when I went to Costa Rica. So I didn't play like USL with them or anything, but I played in the in the PDL here in Austin. Um, and that's kind of when it, like I guess, the competitive uh, stuff first started. And uh, yeah, started started PDL and. You are correct with the, the Nike thing. They basically select players to go do a, uh, you know, they put you, set you up with um, tryouts and, and trials with different clubs and stuff like that. And so I went in and did that shortly after, uh, actually it was during the, the PDL season. My coach let me, let me leave and go do that because obviously it was like a, like once in a lifetime thing for me. So uh, he let me go do that. And that was basically it. How was your experience? Um during your time at the with these Aztecs, uh, it was great. I was uh, young, a lot younger than some of the guys there, and I, I, I had a, um, I guess at the time, a less impressive resume than some of my teammates. So I wasn't playing as much as I would have liked to, but it was a very, very awesome like learning experience for me, and um, it, it really helped me just grow into the soccer player I am today because I really had to, on most of the teams I was on growing up, I didn't really have to, like, I guess you could say, like, compete for a spot. And then I get to this team and all of a sudden I'm, like, not playing and it's, it's you know, hard for me and it's not something I'm used to. So I really had to adapt and, and um, learn what it was like to actually, like, work for your spot, you know, and it was the first time ever. So it was, a, it was huge for me because I think having not gone through that, it, it Obviously, I would have went through it at some point, and uh, to do it so early was was uh, it was great for me because it helped me a lot. And then after that, you went to the Nike camp, and how was that? Tell me a little bit more about that because I used to watch uh, the you know the mini docs that they would put out, and they were always so inspiring. But how what was your experience like? Well, it was. I mean, it was by far the best experience I've ever had and my I think my favorite of like my whole little soccer I guess you could say career it was um oh man it was just life-changing for me uh it started as an open tryout and anybody could go um you just signed up and you you had to obviously pay for your way to get there and everything but um and I, I believe I paid for the tryout. I don't remember. Well, I didn't pay for the tryout. It was free to, to sign up for the tryout. So I signed up, and I remember I had some stuff going on at school um, just before the tryout, and I wasn't going to go. I was having some, some issues at school, and so it was causing some problems with, with my family, and so I was pretty frustrated. And uh, my grandma, she told me, you know, I was frustrated, and I told her I didn't want to go, and so she's like, fine. She was frustrated that I didn't want to go because she thought it was an opportunity for me. And I was like, no, I don't want to do this. And so I took a couple of days, pretty much having decided I wasn't going to go. I mean, she told me, like, listen, I paid for the hotel and everything. Everything's already done. You should go. And so I was like, fine. I guess I'll go. And I ended up going. And um, it was an open trial of like 500 kids, something like that. And they were only going to select one. But I think because of the amount of kids and um, – they, they weren't expecting that many people to be there. They decided to take two people. And so it was just like a tryout over the course of a weekend. 
and uh, they just every day basically told kids like, okay, sorry, you didn't make it to the next round. And when you made it to the final day, it was an 11 v 11 game. And uh, they picked two people to go to the next stage of the competition after that weekend. And uh, yeah, obviously got selected there. And it was just, oh man, the, the experience was just unreal. Even at that point, even at, at it just being an open trial, it was just so, so fun and so eye-opening. So where was this at? And then I have, have another follow-up question. Like, what happened next? I, that was in Dallas. And uh, it's not obviously not too far from Austin. I think it was a two-and-a-half-hour drive. And so from there, they went to the next stage. The next stage was all the best kids that they selected from around the United States to compete at the Nike World Headquarters. Um, and that was, I believe, 150 of the kids that they selected that Nike and the, the uh, U.S. Soccer Scouts selected from all around the different um, open tryouts they had. And they picked 150 kids, and then those 150 kids went to the Nike World Headquarters and competed to, I believe at that point it was four people they were selecting to go to the global um, part of it where you'd compete with the top 100 kids that they selected from across the world um and uh yeah so that that basically i went to that next stage and competed with the the uh, 150 kids there and that was that experience was by far the best one that it was just it's unreal it was oh man it was crazy 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 experience what so an awesome. interesting story and then okay so you finished that how old are you during this time I was 21. I had turned 21 that summer. So when I did the first open trial, I was 20 years old. And then after, you know, it was like a couple months later, they did the the um, U.S. part of it, the U.S. World Stage or whatever it's called. And uh, that, I was 21 at that point. So I had just turned 21 when I went to the Nike World Headquarters. I got selected out of the 150 from across the U.S. to go compete at the um, the global stage of it. And in preparation to go to that I actually broke my arm so I didn't end up getting to go to the global part of it and it was really frustrating because out of the four players that they were sending I was I was talking to some of the coaches and the coaches were already in contact with the coaches over and uh, it was taking place in, in uh, Spain at uh, La Masia at the Barcelona training facility and stuff like that they were already in contact with those coaches and they're like yeah we're sending this an older kid there, or older guy, he's 21, uh, be on the lookout for him. And, you know, obviously that was for me, but I didn't end up getting to go because I broke my arm. And so it was very, very tough, tough time for me because it was a huge moment in, in, you know, my soccer career and a great opportunity, obviously, to showcase yourself in front of some of the best coaches and scouts in the world. And, uh, you know, I didn't get to get to participate, but just – uh, kind of my after after that whole Nike thing, it really helped me get some opportunities at, at other clubs, and that's that's kind of how the Costa Rica thing came into play. Um, one of the one of my old coaches put me in contact, and we traveled over there for that, and um, yeah, it just kind of happened itself, I guess. <laughs> how long were you in Costa Rica and how much of a culture shock was it living among my fellow ticos? As they call uh, it was, it, I, it, I was there for, man, I want to say the 
training about a month, and it was um, kind of an unfortunate situation. I went right around the end of like the transfer window, and I had to get a bunch of paperwork done and stuff like that for like, uh, I believe I had to get like a work visa. And at the time I didn't have anybody that could represent me. I had people that could represent me as an agent, but it wasn't like, um, it wasn't like enough time to get everything I needed done to like officially sign. And so I was basically training with the team for a couple of weeks and they told me like, Hey, you can stay with us and, and just be a part of like our practice team. And then when the next window opens, you can be, you know, we'll, we'll sign you. And the, the going into the culture thing, it was like a big change for me at the time. Uh, and it was just not, not something I was used to. So I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to do this, you know, like I'm not going to be able to play. Is it worth it to like completely change? my lifestyle at the moment to, to do this. And I was kind of having second thoughts. And so it was just not like not good timing. And, uh, it, it just didn't, you know, it didn't work out how I would have liked it to work out, but getting the opportunity to, to go over there and thinking about it like now is just like, it was, it was, it was beautiful. And my, where I was staying at it, like overlooked the city and you could see the stadium from like, basically my, my, my window and I regret not staying longer and, and just, you know, eventually signing, but you know, it is what it is, but it was just thinking about it. That was so nice. So great. I'm, I'm frustrated. I didn't stay. You actually play uh, indoor soccer with Austin power. Yes. It's, it's actually the second division of the professional indoor, like, pyramid or whatever i think it's only masl and masl2 um and it's professional um but the second division of it doesn't have as many teams but it is considered professional you know there's a lot of talent out there and indoor is actually in my opinion very underrated um the games are good and i had forgotten how great i played indoor once or twice a long time ago um, but I forgot how how it feels to be in there, and it's just a different type of game. It's way faster. So tell me a little bit about Austin Power and um, what y'all do there. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. It, it is a lot faster, and I would also agree with you that it's underrated. I think just the, the sport in America at the moment, well, not at the moment, it's actually growing a lot more, um, but I, I think just a couple of years back, it, just the whole sport, football and soccer in general, was just very underrated. And I think with, uh, you know, the, the um, all the new professional MLS teams coming to different parts of the United States, it's, and uh, the women, you know, them doing so well and having the World Cup in Canada, and the you know, just all, all of that, it really helped the sport grow. And so now the professional indoor level is growing because of, obviously all the talent you saw and, and um, there's more cities getting those teams, Austin being one of them. And it was great. I mean, we just would have, uh, you know, we'd have our, our training sessions and uh, we, we'd have the home and away games, but it was nice to have like the uh, uh, professional level sport and it being the indoor soccer, because like you said, it's, it's, you, you, you went to the game, you enjoyed it, and we had a crazy amount of people go to the game, and the support was just 
wild. I mean, it was it was crazy. Like the there was I would hate to have to travel somewhere and play against a team that had the fans that we had. It was just it was crazy. So it, it's um I'm glad to see it growing because the we need that um I think that that change and that growth in the sport to uh, help the the younger generation have more opportunities. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's awesome, but it was it was a good experience, a lot of fun, and the games were just fun to play in with all of the fans there. I know maybe last year, like in the fall, some Austin Bold players like Sonny, um, I think it was Clayton, and some other guys from the Bold, y'all had a friendly, and I think I saw a picture of you in that game wearing, um, I think it was like a red or... or pink shirt um but those guys are from here and i don't know about clayton but um chris like turpak who's been on the um soccer podcast um everyone's from here and so i feel like there's this culture there's this vibe that you know we appreciate but not a lot of people know about this indoor soccer or appreciate the sport but can you tell me a little bit about that game if you were involved in it Oh, yeah, I, I, we've done that a few times. I've been in a few scrimmages against the Bulls, um, and I, I believe the one you're thinking of, yeah, it was like Chris and a few other guys, it was Clayton there, and uh, oh, I think it was the, the La Academia game that you're, you mentioned. If I'm not mistaken, if it was pink, then yeah, I think it was the La Academia game. But yeah, basically it's just, we actually do something like that every year. We have like some of the old um, Austin pros, some of the guys that grew up in Austin that went off to play professionally wherever they went, um, come back and, and play in a scrimmage against uh, like some of the younger uh, guys trying to do the same thing that they did. And uh, we just have that game every year. And it is definitely like a, a, a culture thing, especially having like all the guys who originally were from Austin, grew up in Austin, go play. And for them to come back, it's just, you know, and, and share all the all the experience and um, opportunities and, and stuff that, that they had with some of the kids nowadays. It's just, it's awesome. And yeah, the best way to describe it is just like, it's, it's like its own little culture. It's it's kind of hard to, to like, explain exactly what it is. But, like, Sonny has built a, a really nice little thing, having gone to Mexico and helped send kids to Mexico and, and uh, stuff like that. And just... Every time they come back to Austin and we have these games or scrimmages and stuff like that, we just, again, bring so many people in. And, and um, it's just awesome to have everybody um, come together for it. So, and how has soccer changed in your eyes here in Austin? I mean, I just think it's getting bigger um, and more people are starting to realize how how much fun it is to, to go to these games and and how fun the sport actually is. I used to have some of my old teachers think like, oh, you know, soccer's actually not that fun to watch. And I feel like they really never gave it a chance. And so I think that now that more people are giving it a chance and um, other sports having like rule changes um, and stuff like that, I think it's really helped um, soccer shine here. And not just here, but in general, but um, definitely here, I think just more people are starting to, uh, to see that the sport is just a lot of fun to watch actually a lot of fun to play for, you know, like I feel like the, the really small kids who are trying to get into sports, you usually see them get put in like 
um, some t-ball or something and, or, or soccer. But I feel like now it's, it's usually a lot of the kids are starting out with soccer and then, you know, going to something else if they don't like it. But I just think the, the, uh, the culture is just, I, I, I don't know. It's just Austin has its own little, like, it's just a soccer community. That's the best way to put it. Like it, it's, Thinking about, I, I really have no, no words for how it's, um, like what caused it to to change and become so so popular and often. I, I really, the only thing I can think of is that people are, I guess, giving it more of a chance and trying to watch it and trying to play it, and they realize that it's actually a lot of fun to do both of those things. So you have this really cool. And I don't know much about it. Um, so I wanted to go give you a chance to talk about your new business and how you're getting involved in soccer in Austin with the community and what you have going on there. Yeah, I actually just started, um, I guess you could call it like a private training business. And the goal is, like when I grew up, I was looking for all these opportunities and things on my own and, and um I would just have to find out about these things on my own and, and whatnot, like these tryouts and, and these different soccer clubs and stuff, because my parents didn't really know all that much about it, so I would be the one to look into it and try and see, you know, like, oh, is this team having tryouts? Can I go? And stuff like that. So um, it was kind of tough for me to get um, some, of the, uh, some of these opportunities that I had growing up, and I don't want uh, a child or a younger younger kid here to uh, you know their parents not really understand the sport all that much and not know where to go. So um, I, I started this in hopes that I could help any I, I say the younger generation, but really anyone that is looking to to train or get better at the sport. But I'm really focused, obviously, on the younger generation to help um, try and uh, make the uh, make the soccer community here in Austin even bigger and better than what it is now, just by giving, helping find them opportunities to play and giving them the opportunities to become a better soccer player if that is what they would like to do. Is there any way right now, since we are practicing social distancing and we really can have this face-to-face um, interaction, is there any way um, that people can get involved regardless, maybe online? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually just set up, obviously when everything started going on, I set up a Zoom account and um, I had a couple of Zoom workouts with some of the kids. And where can people find you or find your business? Currently, uh, the website's being worked on, but you can go to Just Jake Football, and that's football, F-U-T-B-O-L, um, dot com. And once the website is all set up, you could go there, obviously, to find more information. But I have some stuff on Instagram and it's at just Jake football training football spelled F U P B O L. And, uh, from there you can find all the information you need to, if you would like to train or have any questions or anything like that. And obviously once the website's up, that'll be the place to go to for all the, all the good information. But for now, Instagram is probably the best way to, uh, to get in contact with me and find some more information about the program. Well, thank you so much, Jake. Um, Thank you so much for coming on, and I hope you're safe and take care, and we'll be in contact, and I encourage everyone, whenever everything gets back uh, up and starting and running and we're able to go enjoy some live events, um, people should go check out some indoor soccer 
Uh, so you can see how good you are with the ball. You're pretty good. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Yeah, we would love the support. And um, thank you for having me, Michelle. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. And uh, I appreciate you giving me this uh, the platform to uh, share what I got going on. Michelle, that is one heck of an interview. Nice Thank job. Um, I encourage everyone, by the way, to go to an indoor soccer game. If you kind of, I always think about, and I think Austin FC, FC should get in on this, but I always think about, you can find talent like Ronaldinho. Mm-hmm. Well, every time I go back to his old videos, I think about how he used to just like do the, these crazy tricks because yeah. during like an indoor place, because the game is just so fast. The, the fast pace of it. Such, yeah. So fast. And so, I don't know, it's just a little bit underrated, but it, I'm it's so bad at indoor. I can't. I, it's so like, <laughs> it's, I'm just not good. That's my thing. So I'm always like, kind of like, Oh, I wish this was full field. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel like. I get really tired, and last time I played, which is why I haven't played, I got popped in the face. Oh, my goodness. I know. Well, easier for that to happen, right? Probably just because right. of how everything's so close and everything. So, sure. Props to you guys that can really make it happen indoor because this stuff is fun to watch. So I'll, I'll, I'll prefer to watch for now. For sure. <laughs> Well, hey, some uh, Austin FC news. I'm sure you guys saw the uh, your Twitter timeline may have been uh, filling up a little bit with the with the color of the leaves out here. A new a new supporters group for Austin FC, kind of giving people more options now. It's not just Austin Anthem, um, and you know it, it really kind of happened all of a sudden, from my perspective, anyways. And so, it, what what do you think about it? Yeah, no, I saw them actually Saturday uh, uh, evening. They were by the stadium, and they were. For their social distance watch party? Yes, yes, I saw that. And so it was really nice. And it's really nice that it's Los Verdes, you know. It targets a certain demographic, obviously. Uh, We timed that well with Matthew McConaughey's picture, too. Exactly. (laughs) I'm like, marketing team, okay. (laughs) There you go. But that's really exciting. And so I hope to learn a little bit more about them. so it's exciting to just see our supporters group here in Austin kind of grow, you know. Well, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Music Always by Mid-Century, their single Molly. And the artwork done by Jeremy Martinez. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. Yeah.